White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. Great to be with you this afternoon. My name is Mark Carmen out at Guaranteed Rate Field. White Sox and the Texas Rangers coming on up. And the White Sox are playing great baseball as of late. They've won four of their first of their last five. And it is Ivan Nova on the mound tonight. Ivan Nova's been pitching exceedingly well for couple of months now we'll see if he can keep it rolling tonight and uh yeah the White Sox last night again getting that offense going great to see Yoan Moncada just turning into the player that the White Sox absolutely thought they were getting when they made the deal with the Boston Red Sox with Chris Sale uh Yoan Moncada if you uh, have not checked out the Yoan Moncada numbers as of late, uh, first of all, he had another home run last night and uh, was two for four from the plate, couple of RBIs, home run number 22 on the year. The batting average sitting at 305. He's played a phenomenal third base all season long. And, you know, this is not, this is not a guy who has even – theoretically tapped into his full potential he's 24 years old is really his second season in in the big leagues here this is uh just great stuff 63 rbis on base percentage of 361 and just uh you know talking with different people today about Moncada specifically we'll we'll touch we'll touch on that during white Sox weekly todd steverson white Sox hitting coach will be with us also talk to tim anderson today uh timmy who was out and about uh, this morning with Joe Brand and signing some autographs, uh, doing the community work as well. Timmy is on the show today. And we'll talk to Yelmer Sanchez, who went to the plate last night with a bat that was red, yellow, and I want to say green. Regardless, it was uh, the colors of uh, the Venezuelan flag, blue. Uh, Thank you, Andy Mazur. And, uh, you know, it's been... As uh, if you're following along with what's going on in the world, uh, things in Venezuela are, have been very, very challenging and stressful on the ballplayers who have families, of course, back home and who knows what they're dealing with on a daily basis. And Yolmer trying uh, to do his best to, you know, represent his family and uh, show some love when he comes to the plate, which is, is super cool. It's also Players Weekend. If you're paying attention at home, their White Sox are not wearing their normal uniforms and they don't have their normal names. On the back, Jose Abreu, Mal Tiempo, Tim Anderson, TA7, Aaron Bummer going with Bum, which is perhaps not the most creative, but yet still does get the job done. Uh, Dylan Cease going with Cease. So we are getting a little bit of a window into who likes to spend time coloring within the lines and coloring outside of the lines with the creativity. Alex Calame is the horse. Uh, Ryan Cordell is Cordy. Jimmy Cordero, Gerard. Ross Detweiler is debt. Adam Engel, one of my favorites, Man of Steel. Uh, Superman is one of his favorite comic book characters of his wife. So 
which of course uh, is playing off angle speed as well. So man of steel, both uh, in the field, on the bases, all that. Uh, Jace Fry is Frenchie, who's on uh, paternity leave. Leo for Leury Garcia, Bigfoot for Lucas Giolito. How about Lucas Giolito? Doing it to the Minnesota Twins, doing it to the Houston Astros, complete game shutouts. I mean, that is really big-time stuff. Uh, So we're looking forward to talking to Lucas again. Uh, before the season is up and over. But uh, today we'll talk to Trick, Todd Steverson, and Tim Anderson, and Yolmer Sanchez as we take you up to 5.30 and the pregame. Some other nicknames real fast. John J, 305J, that's representing his hometown of Miami, 305, the area code down there. Eloy Jimenez with the big baby, which is, uh, of course, that's a, the nickname for Eloy that uh, I think most White Sox fans know at this point. Um yeah, and I guess the most uh, popular going right now is uh, Evan Marshall wearing the Forgetting Sarah. Uh, that is getting a lot of love. Jason Siegel has actually reached out to Evan, and perhaps they're going to have some connection there uh, with the Forgetting Sarah Marshall. So the White Sox making moves in the entertainment world as well, if you will. McCannon for James McCann. Yo-Yo for Yohan Mankata. Supernova on the mound tonight. Uh, and Yomer is wearing Noah and Alan, which are his two sons. Uh, Noah, it's uh, if you can see Yomer, he's got um, I don't know how much you can see it actually with his jersey on, but he's got tattoos of his son on his uh, on his right arm, on his chest, uh, which I think you can maybe see the arm at least on some of the on some of the uh, jerseys that he wears. But at any rate, uh, Yomer showing respect uh, for two two of his kids, one who's. A couple of months old, and then Noah is four years old. When we come on back here, let's actually start out the show with uh, Yolmer Sanchez coming on back here. Uh, And we'll talk about his country. We'll talk about his team. We'll talk about wanting to be with the White Sox when the White Sox win a World Series. Yolmer Sanchez coming straight ahead on White Sox Weekly on 720 WGN. White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. Players Weekend. Yolmer, what's up? What's up, what's up? Players Weekend, my friend. We're ready. Excited. Have fun. You've got... N- Have fun. Play hard. Enjoy the game. <laughs> no, it's not like that. <laughs> MJ might have said that. He... No, he say, enjoy the game? No. How Kawasaki say? <laughs> I was Kawasaki. I saw a video of Kawasaki. You remember Kawasaki? I don't remember Kawasaki. Who's Kawasaki? He's a... Uh, Japanese, I, I believe, I, I don't know if I'm wrong, but I think he's a Japanese guy. He He's really fun, really funny guy. So he said that one time, he said, Michael Jordan say, play hard and enjoy the game, something like that. You go out there and do that every day? Where? Right out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's all about, <laughs> that's all about, uh, you know, have fun, enjoy, enjoy what you do and, uh, you know, try to do your best. Tell tell the uh, the fans about Noah and Alan. Why why are you wearing that for your jersey? Uh because uh, to be honest, I don't have a like a nickname. Everybody calls me Sanchez or Yomer or you know, couple other nicknames, but uh, I don't want to say. So you know, my 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 kids are uh, everything for, to me. So I think uh, that's pretty cool for me and for them when they get a little bit bigger and they they see that I always think about them first then everything how old are they Noah is four he's gonna turn five next month and 
Alan is gonna be four months next next uh, month. So does uh, does Noah play baseball? Oh yeah, he he. Uh, this when we get here, he played for the first time in a, in a team, and he love it. Hey, if you see his face when he play when when he played the game, he's, he just love you know he just love in, in baseball. Does he have talent? I mean, should, should Rick Hahn be paying attention? Ah, uh, uh, I don't know. He just you know you know how the little kids are. You know they want to play everything, and he love he 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 love sport. He like uh, soccer, football. You know, in basketball, he tried to play with everybody he finds. So, but definitely, definitely number one is baseball. You know, I think he see his dad play baseball, and he being around this guy, he he came to the locker room, he hid in the cage, and he loved being here. You know, sometimes he cried because I don't, I don't, I don't bring him to the ball ball game, uh, ballpark earlier, but he loved it. He he loved to be here. How about your guy, uh, Yo-Yo, standing right here? How, wh wh what do you think about the year that he's had? What? You think he's played well this year? Oh, uh, yeah, I think so. No, I mean, this guy is unbelievable, you know. Uh, since he he get here, everybody know that, that he got talent, that he's going to be a, a really good b a baseball player, and, you know. It's not a surprise. Are you uh, proud of the way your year has gone? I mean, you started out slow, and I think you – I mean, I, from, like, from my perspective, it seems like you – you know, really turn it around. I think you should be proud about it. I mean, I, I feel good. I feel good. I, I started the season really bad. Uh, you know, but, uh, you know, like I say, I work hard every day. And sometimes you don't get the result. You know, people just see the result. People just see the, if you go 0 for 4 or 4 for 4. But uh, they, don't, they don't see, <laughs> they don't see when, uh, what time you get to a ballpark, uh, how many times you go to a gym uh, per week. Uh, how long you take uh, in the batting cage? You know, it's it's, it's not just came here again time going. You know, try to do something. It's, it's way more than that, and you know, you have to trust the 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 progress. And you know, if it, you don't have the result, try to do the best tomorrow. So it sounds to me like, look, if I know that I'm doing everything I can to be as good as I can, I can still look at myself in the mirror no matter what happens out there. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, of course, you wanna you wanna get really good results. You know, you wanna you wanna uh, help your teammate. You wanna help your team to to, to win games. And uh, especially, in, you know, and I I wanna be a part of this team when this team win the World Series. You know, and that is really really close. We can, we show that we can we can we can play. We can compete. Uh, we just need a couple pieces. But uh, I wanna be here. You know, and. Uh, I just want to show that, that I can play and want, I, I can help this team. Are you guys seeing that a little bit closer now as you see all this talent come up here? And, you know, hey, it's it, it doesn't feel like it's that far off that we're going to be competing on that level? Yeah, I mean, uh, you, see, you, you, you have to see the results. You, you have to see the 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 guys that we have and the guys that we have right now and they're going to be in the future. You know that th this thing is gonna be really good. You know we have couple injuries, uh, Rondon, Copek, uh, and uh, you know. But uh, did you imagine uh, Lopez, Gio, C's, Copek, and Rondon in one? You see those those guys every five days. It's gonna be good. You know, Eloy, Moncada, uh, Robert, uh, I mean Madrigal, Pito. I, it's exciting to 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 name all those names. It's in, you know, I, I know this thing is going to win a couple 
World Series and uh, like I said, I want to be part of this team because I've been I've been this team for my my whole career, you know, since since I was 16. So I wanna I don't want to miss that moment. Does management know this? Have you have you told these guys? Hey, Yomer wants to be. I always hear about you know Pito. Jose never wants to leave. Does they? Hey, Yomer doesn't want to go anywhere either. Uh, yeah, I, you know this is a it's a business, you know. But uh, I'm I'm I always say I'm really grateful with the organi organization. They they give me the opportunity to sign as a professional baseball player, to play major league baseball, and uh, you know I'm I'm really proud. And they, this is something that I'm gonna be with me for my my, my whole life. So. No doubt. What's what's up with the bat that you got rolling around? Or people can't see this on the radio, but it's blue on one side, it's yellow on the other. It's got it's got stars on there it's, and it's some red too. Yeah, yellow, uh, yellow, blue, and red. That's a Venezuelan flag. So you know, I always try to 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 take a piece of my country with me every time that I can. I always have a uh, the flag in my locker, and uh, you know, in this in this moment, we we have a. Uh, We've been through a difficult, difficult time, but uh, you know, I, I just wanna, just want the my people in Venezuela know that I will always think about them. You uh, get a lot of t contact back home. You, you talking to people? I talk with my family, with my friend, pretty much every day. You know, and uh, you know, hope someday they, they, the thing can turn around and for a good way. You know, and. We can fix. We can fix this as a as a nation. So stressful, right? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. You know, a little bit. If you, if you that that kind of person that you like to to read everything, that's really, you know, that's gonna bother you a lot. Then I don't try to do anymore because, like three months ago, two months ago, I I tried to you know to be. 24/7 in the phone looking for uh, something in Venezuela. What happened? And uh, it's sad. It's really sad. Really, really sad. And uh, but uh, you know, I know my country. I've been, I, I born, I born in Venezuela. And I know how beautiful we, we are, as a country. You know, as a, uh, all, all the people over there. It's, it's really, really nice country. I hope someday they, you and you guys can, can see how beautiful it is Venezuela. I want to go. Yeah, for sure. For sure. This thing is gonna, couple. You know, I don't know how if it's soon or not, but I know it's gonna be the same Venezuela that I remember. Fingers crossed someday. Great to be with you as always. Go do it for Noah. Do it, do it for Alan tonight. Ah, uh, yeah, for sure. Every day. Thanks, Yomer. White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. White Sox Weekly continuing on 720 WGN. My name is Mark Carmen. Thanks to Yomer Sanchez for jumping on. You got to feel for a guy like that who's has stress back home and you don't know necessarily, of course, what people are carrying with them to their job every day, be it the ballpark or be it at your place of work in the standard office. You just don't know what's going on at home. And when you're doing Major League Baseball for your career and the pressure to perform, that, that, that just flat out is, is not easy. Not that Yomer or anyone else is making any excuses, but it's just kind of nice to sort of hear the background of what's going on and how he was paying so much close attention, trying to get as much information as possible and then realizing that that's probably not best for him as he's you know trying to be successful on the field. And if you look at the way the year started out for Yomer, it was not good. I don't know how much was related to 
you know, what was going on when he was coming home. Uh, but clearly, whatever's happened, he's, he's turned his year around, and that's a very, very easy guy to root for, just a great guy in the clubhouse and a valuable piece. Plays third, plays second, can play all over the place, hits from the left side. I, I really hope that uh, Yomer gets to hang around uh, as the White Sox continue to add more and more talent. Nick Madrigal killing it down at uh, AAA, so perhaps he'll be playing some second base or a lot of second base next season. Hey, head to the park for dollar hot dogs every Wednesday home game this season. Take advantage of this unbeatable deal on Wednesday, August the 28th as the Sox take on the Minnesota Twins. Twins uh, coming back here after seeing them up in Minnesota last week. 7-10 is the first pitch there, and it's brought to you by Securian Financial, who can help you make every moment count. Find out more at Securian.com. And for tickets, visit WhiteSox.com slash Dollar Dogs today. We'll be talking a lot about Yoan Moncada with Todd Stevenson, the White Sox hitting coach, coming up after 4 o'clock. Also uh, about Eloy. I touched on to Eloy and Tim Anderson uh, and who Todd thinks has perhaps impressed him the most jumping up with their performance this year. Let's go to our week in review, and it's been a good week for the White Sox. Did start out with a loss on Sunday uh, to the Angels, uh, 9-2 as uh, Los Angeles took three out of four in that series. But then on Monday, it was up to Minnesota. Ivanova pitched exceedingly well. The White Sox won a ball game 6-4. And Jose Abreu with a big knock. Here's a swing and a long one to left. Tagged, bagged, a home run for Abreu. And the White Sox now lead. And they lead 4-2. to two. Fortitude indeed. That was up in the upper deck left center field. You know when a ball's hit far, when the left fielder just puts his hands on his hips and says, I refuse to look at that. Oh, good goobly woo. He said, I'm going to take the first pitch out of here. Abreu absolutely myrtleized that one. Good goobly woo. Is that what DJ just said? I think that might be a first this year on that one. Home run number 27 for Jose Abreu as the White Sox went on to win 6-4. to four. We move on to the next night, and that was a White Sox loss, 14-4 uh, to four to the Twins, but Tim Anderson did go deep. The 0-2 pitch is swinging a high fly ball to left. This is it well at the track, at the wall. It's a home run. So the White Sox get one of them back on Anderson's home run, his 13th. Timmy's having one hell of a season, and... Uh, not surprising himself. We'll find out a little bit more uh, from Tim coming up a little bit later in the show. Wednesday, White Sox trying to take two or three in the series. Lucas Giolito going for win number 14 on the year. Lucas has been striking out everybody seemingly he's facing, and that continued. Three balls and two strikes. Cruz ready to go. Do battle with Giolito. He's got one strike to work with, and another 3-2 pitch to Nelly Cruz. Here it is. Struck him out swinging. He got him on a breaking pitch that was up. 12 strikeouts for Giolito. Masterful performance. Second shutout of the season. Third complete game. He's done it all for the Sox today. Indeed he did, and indeed he has. 14-6 and six now, Lucas. Uh, getting to 20 wins is uh, pretty far out there. But what a phenomenal season. And the White Sox, even more importantly, taking two of three from Minnesota. Twins have given a lot of team spits, including the White Sox, all season long. Uh, great to win a series on the road. Minnesota coming back here next Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Let's go back home Thursday night. The Texas Rangers in town. Ross Detweiler pitched phenomenal in that ball game, and Yon Moncada back from the injured list, looking good. 
Runner at first, Anderson. Mankata waits. A swing and a long one to right. Tagged, bagged. Does it have enough? It does. His 21st. Turn on the fireworks. Sox lead 4 nothing. And they go on to win it 6-1. to one. Great way to start a homestand. And, hey, last night, Elvis Knight and Yoan still doing his thing. At 6-3 Sox here in the sixth inning. And that pitch swinging a long one to right. This is going to go to the bridge. He's hit his 22nd. The Sox don't get one. They get two. Turn on the fireworks. 8-3 White Sox. Welcome back, Yo-Yo. Back-to-back night for Mankata with a double and a home run just off the I.L. Great to see, and just Johan's been a joy to watch all season long. I think even perhaps of more importance last night, Dylan C., six innings, struck out nine, gave up only four hits, picked up his third win on the year. That was great to see. A Marshall, Bummer, Kalame out of the pen uh, as the White Sox have taken the first two in the series. They'll go for... Three in a row tonight with Ivan Nova on the mound. All right, we're going to get a check in news coming up in two minutes here. And then my conversation with Todd Steverson, White Sox hitting coach, one of my favorite to talk to. We talk a lot of White Sox, and there's a drop of NFL football in there. Trick loves a little Bears football. Actually, a huge Chargers fan as well. That's uh, That was his hometown team growing up. Quick timeout. News is next, 720 WGN. It's great to be back with WGN. It's White Sox Weekly on the official radio station of the Chicago White Sox. 720 WGN. White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. We're going to talk some hitting right now. Todd Steverson's with us. Trick, uh, first of all, it's football season. I know you get excited. Absolutely. You know, uh, you know, it comes down, you see the leaves starting to change a little bit, which usually means postseason baseball also. Uh and hopefully that that'll be that'll be our plight here in the upcoming upcoming years or so. But uh, yeah, you know I like it. I'm a football fan, and and uh, it's right around the corner. Some people say that this is the year of the Bears, but they need Mitchell Trubisky to get to that next level. We've discussed this before, so this is year three Trubisky. Before we start talking hitting, are you confident that Mitchell's going to take a, the requisite step forward? to lift the Bears over the hump? Well, see, that's where the mistake is I think people make. It, it's, it's not just Mitchell. They got a plus-plus defense. They got, a, they got an outstanding defense, and there have been lesser quarterbacks in our game uh, in the past that have Super Bowl championships with, in my opinion, less talent than Mitchell Trubisky that have won a Super Bowl. Uh, it's always still a team game. You can play both sides of the ball. He has he has weapons. Uh, he does have weapons to, to deal with, and and uh, the offensive side should still flourish. And on the defensive side, you know they should suppress some uh, some scoring. So absolutely, they got a chance to go. Um, you know, you need that quarterback trick. You know you do. You do, but you put the quarterback. I mean, that's assessing your players, right? You put you put the quarterback in which you've assessed in the right system to flourish. And he's he's got the right pieces. He could dump balls off to uh, to uh, to Cohen, you know Montgomery. Man, wow, I like that guy right there. You know, uh, he, he in the, in the end of the day, this is my thing when it comes to quarterbacks. I don't need you to make the long pass. I don't need you to make the long pass. I need you to complete the seven to eight yard pass consistently enough to keep moving the chains. Period. And if quarterbacks can do that and learn how, and hand off the ball to a good running back. You're gonna be successful. You, just, you, you don't have to make 20, 25 and thirty yard passes all day long. 
Who's quarterback in this White Sox offense right now? There's quite a few. You know, uh, the, the boys are turning it up a bit right now over the last week and a half or so. And, uh, you know, after the All-Star break, you know, a little lull in action there. But uh, we ain't have everybody on the field at the same time, and we're still trying to get everybody on the field. Eloy coming back. Uh, some of our young players, you know, Timmy and Yo-Yo and, and – um, and, and Eloy out there with, with, with Larry and Sanchi and Abreu. I mean, we haven't really had our whole lineup together. Guys have missed a month or three weeks or whatever uh, individually at awkward times. So our whole offense hasn't been put together like it was day one uh, for about a little over a month and a half, almost two months. All right, let's talk Timmy at the start here. This is uh... – I don't think anybody thought he was going to be hitting 330 with a week to go here in August. So what has brought him to this level? Because the enthusiasm and his joy of the game, I mean, that's on display every single night. And the play in the hole last night was ridiculous. But he's been shooting the ball all over the place. Yeah, I mean, nobody probably watched MILB TV back in the day when he was in the minor leagues. But if you look, take a look at his minor league numbers, I wouldn't say they're 330-ish, but you know what? He held his own in the 280s, 90s, 300s over years, and he's always been able to slash balls around the field. And so when he first came up here for his half season, I believe he hit like 280-something. You know, I can't remember the exact number. I know it was over 280. Uh, had a couple couple years. Actually, his first full year, I think he still hit close to 260. And then had a down year last year a little bit, but it still always comes into experience, understanding of approach and what you're doing. Uh, knowing your body, knowing your opponent. Uh, this, this, this level is the hardest level of all time. And, you know, I, I like what Skip says a lot. He says, you know, people get mad at us because we tend to make this game look easy. It's not easy by no means. Uh, you go up there and, and, and try to take an at bat, the average guy, you blink an eye and a ball is by you. So you got to know how to execute a swing and recognition at the same time. And, uh, you know, that's just, you know, that's 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 what we have uh, we have to deal with, though. Um, we're, the players are talented enough. Timmy specifically is athletic as all get out, okay? And he, he's got some phenomenal hands, uh, hands that you, you, you can't teach these hands, but you have to control them and corral them. And, and that's what I think he's learning to do is he's still, he's still got some ways to go on really learning and, and – figuring out his hands on how they work truly. But he's getting a really good idea of how it's working this year so far. Who, if you had to pinpoint someone, has been your most pleasant surprise this year? Well, I would say my most pleasant surprise would probably have to be – I probably have two. Uh, I like I like Leroy, uh, Larry Garcia. Um, been able to, ex, you know, uh, exceed his – career number of at-bats in a year stay pretty much healthy you know all throughout the course of the year and he's been a solid rock for us there at the at the, at the beginning of the line he's not a prototypical leadoff guy he doesn't walk a whole lot but he's walked more than he ever has in his career uh, he's a slasher uses all fields he's not going to hit bombs or nothing like that but when he's out of the game or he's not he's not in the lineup you miss him you know I think uh Coming from the other side, somebody that was not in the organization initially, being McCann, uh, watching him on the other side of the field for the last few years, you know, you don't know who he is or how he goes about it. He had a good year a couple of years ago. Uh, he's had he had a couple down years. 
you don't you don't really know who you're who you're getting. But I think this is one of the hardest workers and most cerebral players that that we've acquired in a long time. He had a passion to get better, and and he's he's been able to accomplish that. Uh, he, he too has reached some career highs in his in his uh, this year, which I got to tip my hat to him. He's put the work in, and and he stuck stuck with the approach and thought processes of. Of, of what's in front of them, and, and I tip my hat. What did you, uh, what was the game plan, I guess, coming in this year to get him to the next level? Who's that, McCann? Yeah. Well, I mean, we talked in the offseason a little bit, and he, you know, I, I mean, without getting super-duper long-winded, everybody's got a, a thought process of what's going to make them better based upon what's happened to them the year before. And uh, we, we made a couple little tweaks, not too many tweaks uh, physically, more of a mental approach. Uh, we lock down a good routine every day that he can that he can execute that keeps him in, in his uh, in his thought process physically, and then uh, I'll he'll ask me every day what what I what you got on this pitcher and he he does his study work I'll give him my side of my study work and we'll come together on a thought process of an approach. Sometimes it'll differ, sometimes it'll be right on with each other. But if it differs and I'm right, I just kind of laugh at him. But uh, no, but. Uh, it's you know I, I I encourage guys they need to do their own homework on on their opponent. Uh, I do it every day, and you can not come and ask me any day what's going on with the pitcher, or what's he got, or how's he pitch. And you know I think that's that's fine. That's my eyes. You know I'm not gonna have to hit. Um, though be it I, I break it down and I dissect it really really tight. I think them seeing it for themselves is is, is more of a more of a plus because then you got an idea of what you want to do when you get up there. And he does a good job of that. That's Todd Steverson, White Sox hitting coach. We'll continue after a, a quick timeout. Reminder, White Sox fans, you can sample beers from over 35 local breweries while enjoying other food, games, entertainment in the park. It's at the inaugural Shy Sox Craft Beer Fest Saturday, September the 14th. All attendees will take home a custom Shy Sox tasting glass you do have to be 21 and over. Tickets are on sale now at whitesox.com slash beer fest. And also a reminder, White Sox fans, to secure your seats for the 2020 season. You can do that today. Ticket packages on sale now. Get yours. and You'll have access to the best seats, the best prices, and the best benefits that Guaranteed Rate has to offer. For more information, visit whitesox.com or call 312 674 Great stuff here from Todd Steverson, the White Sox hitting coach. More on Yohan Moncada and some Aloy Jimenez coming up. It's White Sox Weekly on 720 WGN. White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. Mark Herman with you at Guaranteed Rate Field. The White Sox and the Texas Rangers coming on up 530. I should say 535. Our pregame right after the news. Andy Mazur will have that for you. And we are in the middle of White Sox Weekly and a conversation with the White Sox hitting coach, Todd Steverson. Now, let's talk about routine here, Trick, because some guys, they come in, they do one thing, and another guy comes in, and he does another thing. But either way, they're getting themselves ready for the ball game. But some guys, maybe when they're younger, perhaps they just feel like they could show up, and sometimes they'll do, you know, maybe they don't have a concrete plan exactly of how they're going to go about their day. How important is it in your mind for a player to have a strict routine? Well, no, you, 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 have to, you have to maintain your swing. You, you can't cheat it. Uh, you you got to maintain your approach. Uh, 
it's 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 like it's like being with with a girlfriend almost, you know. You you take her out, you you give her flowers, you open a door for her, and and you do all the thing that's right. She makes you her man, and everything like that. And then you take her for granted, and then all of a sudden you out because you quit opening doors and having her flowers and did all the things that got you to the pinnacle with her, and 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 now now it's gone. It's the same thing with the you know, for lack of a better thought process. You've been listening to me on the radio. Is that where you're getting this from? But that's just the way, uh, you know, you come in and you want to cheat your routine, you want to cheat your swing, you want to cheat your, your approach or things like that, the game will let you know. And uh, if you stay steadfast with it, you, you, you stay consistently, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. I'm coming here, i got to get my work done and believe that things, if going bad will change or if going good will stay the same based upon, you know, not, not going haywire and doing all kinds of crazy things. Um, and trust your routine. That's the biggest thing. When you get done with your routine, you have to trust that that is what I need to do, what needed to do today to be successful in this game and not just do stuff because you're bored sitting in your locker. That's not easy, though, for a young guy, right? Like, how, how have you worked with Eloy, I guess, on this is what uh, you should be doing each day and, you know, partnering with him? Well, Eloy actually came with a routine that, that he has tailored since, I would assume, since he's uh, come from the Dominican and, and throughout the course of the years he has his own set of set of drills that he likes to do he has his own you know do this you know this is what I like to do right here right here and it's progressions through his routine so there hasn't been an issue with Eloy really in terms of his routine um, every now and then you know a 22 year old might think he got the, the the world the world by the by his hands and, and and may you know decide ah maybe I don't need it today I'm 22 I'm young and virile you know and the game shows up in front of his face and say hey you better get your routines in uh, but not very often does it happen, but you got to let them know, hey, I didn't see you in here today or, or, or where you been, you know. Uh, but that's uh, that's very few and far between with him. He has a very good work ethic, and he's going to be a successful hitter here for the White Sox in years to come. Does he remind you of anybody? I mean, sh that opposite field power is nasty. I mean, we're talking about a guy who was on pace if he played a full season at 40 homers in his first year in the big leagues. I mean, that's those, those are some big numbers. No, I mean, I can't say he reminds me anywhere. Uh, no, I mean, 6'4", 6'3", 6'4", you know, uh, strong, lanky. He, he's sneaky fast, sneaky faster than people think he is. Uh, he does have a power to each field, uh, predominantly center field, right center being being uh, the most of it, which, hey, I'm down with that because it's harder to teach a guy to start to go the other way than it is to pull normally. And... Uh, He's been successful like that, but I, I, I never really saw him as as a straight power guy. To be honest with you, when looking at his minor league days and his numbers and his videos coming up, he had the ability to leverage to hit the homers, but he really was just a consistent hitter in terms of batting average and hit the ball around the field. He's he's going to get that back up here. When that you know, like I said, history states a lot of things, and water seeps its level. And uh, once he gets comfortable with everything that's going on here. And gets gets this this experience out of the way. I think there's nothing nothing but you know uh, blooming flowers for this kid coming forward because he's really going to have an idea what it, what's in front of him next year uh, and toward the end of this year. Hope, hoping September staying healthy, you know, staying healthy number one uh, and being on the field starts to take those next steps in terms of uh, what he's learned up to this point. He's still under 400 at bats. Speaking of bloom and flowers, uh, let's talk Yoan Moncada. Yeah. 
biggest, I mean, there's a lot of bloom. There's a lot of flowers there. What biggest difference uh, you see from last year to this year? Well, you know, that's kind of hard. Uh, I wouldn't say it's hard to say. Uh, I don't want to pinpoint anything specific, but uh, obviously well chronicled that he and I had some, some talks over the offseason. We did some work in Phoenix. Um, I think his grasp of really what happened to him it takes a personal understanding of what you did to yourself to make a change. It's, it's, it's like, I got to look myself in the mirror and say, it's time to do something different. And you only that person really truly understands what they did to themselves. We just helped point out some things that, that were glaring identified wise by an outside eye. Only that person internally knew exactly how he thought through those at bats or what was going on in his brain. Now, once you let it out, once you break that seal and say, you know what, I messed up here and I should have did this. And so, and you take it by the, by the horns and you say, I'm gonna do something different and, and I'm gonna go about making this different. Uh, then you have the opportunity to get, get better in that area. Is the talent changed from last year? Absolutely not. He is the same dude talent wise this year that he was last year. He's just smarter. He has a better plan. He knows what he wants to do. Uh, this, what you're seeing right now, actually came out last year quite a bit, but it was a way more uh, like elongated spurts. You know, it'd be one game, then ten games later, then you know. And right now, he's doing it more consistently, and I think that's the biggest thing: is he trusts his approach. He trusts what he wants to do more consistently, and he knows he's a beast in there, and he can go out and and, and execute. How did, uh, for those who don't know, how did those talks in the offseason last year come to be? Uh, he, he came to us and said, you know, I want to come down to Arizona and I want to I do some work. You know, I need to get better. Um, I'm not sure if he knew exactly what he wanted to get better on. He didn't have any idea what, what we were going to talk about with him when we got in there. We did, you know, we did some video work, some detailed video work of, of where he was lacking in, in some some areas and one of them actually was just you know how many how many uh, opportunities you missed by taking pitches you know not to say that that um, taking is a bad thing but he had opportunities that that went way went by the wayside you come up as a number one prospect you got a target on your back and these guys they get they read books they read they read articles and stuff like that they know who you are you miss your opportunity. They don't want to. They don't want to get hurt by you. They don't want to get put on ESPN or MLB Network at the night, and so so they're gonna they're gonna test you up here, and they tested him pretty good, but really it was he still had the opportunity to do this. He just was a little more passive, in, in certain situations where he should have been more aggressive. Doesn't take away from his opportunity, his his his, his God-given talent of, of seeing the ball. That boy got a great eye. Yeah, he has a great eye. His, his walks may be down, hits are probably up. But he can still take a walk at any given second. He knows what a ball or a strike is, that's for sure. Great stuff here with Todd Staverson talking about Yoan Moncada. We'll continue the conversation after the news coming up here. And a reminder, join us on Thursday, August the 29th. Sox taking on the Minnesota Twins. That's a 110 first pitch. And it's another free T-shirt Thursday. The first 10,000 fans get a White Sox T-shirt. It's designed by the Chicago artist 
Anthony Llewellyn. You get your tickets today at whitesocks.com. Our conversation with Todd Severson is sponsored by Mazda of Orland Park at zoomzoomnation.com, where they're always trying to make your car shopping fun. Get a quick check of news, and then we'll wrap up the conversation with Trick coming up on the your edition of White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. You're listening to White Sox Weekly on the home of the Sox, 720 WGN. White Sox Weekly rolling on. Mark Carmen at Guaranteed Rate Field. Andy Mazur's pregame coming up. White Sox and Rangers tonight. Beautiful Saturday in Chicago. Hope you're enjoying it out there or wherever you are around this fine state or I guess we could be heard in literally any part of the land at this point in technological times. Any rate, let's get a move on here with White Sox Weekly. Todd Steverson is the White Sox hitting coach. If you're just joining us, we are midway through our conversation, and we're talking about Yoan Moncada. And Moncada moving over from second to third was a big thing in the offseason. Trick talking about how they had a meeting uh, during the offseason where they looked at some video and basically got him to be more aggressive on uh, the pitches that he was taking last year. He looked at so many called third strikes. But did the position switch, at least in Trick's mind, did that make a big deal as far as the production from Yoan Moncada this year moving from second to third? I mean, defense, if, if people make whatever assumptions they want, I, you'd have to ask him on that. For me, I'm his offensive guy. Uh, so if it cleared his mind up to, to help the offensive side, great. You know, do, do I think this still could have been happening with him at second base? Absolutely. Could he be just as good a second baseman uh, or a better second baseman than he was last year? Absolutely. He puts the work in. But just right now, I think we're going to have an eventual gold glove third baseman here in the future. And, and he looks really good over there at third base. Um, I think he's just talented all around be honest with you and, and whether it be the position move or whatever anybody wants to make excuses or non-excuses for go ahead and be my guest I don't really care he's flourishing you know but his it you you get to be with him every day his, his confidence has got to be way up it's it, it is way up um it, when you have a season like he did last year um you may question yourself I'm not saying he did specifically, uh, but you may question yourself on like, is this for me? Or did, where, where am I going wrong? I thought I was good or anything like that. But when you start questioning yourself like that, you got to look right back in the mirror and say, man, you got to be kidding me. I am good. I am very good. And you believe in yourself first. And nobody else going to believe in you more than you. You shouldn't, should never believe in yourself more than you. And he does have a lot of confidence. He knows what he can do. He's done it before in the past. And there's a reason why everybody and their mama wanted him out of Cuba. You know, so, you know, we're just reaping the benefits of that right now. Everybody in the game of baseball, I said before, everybody in the game of baseball can't be wrong because they wanted him too. Trek Todd Severson, White Sox hitting coach. You know that last year, touchdown passes and runs combined, Trubisky was one behind Aaron Rodgers. Now, I think that's an anomaly, but I'm going to give you an opportunity. If you want to step out, will Trubisky have more touchdowns throwing and running than Aaron Rodgers up in Green Bay in 2019? I'm going to say definitely running. <laughs> uh, Way to dodge it. Uh, you know what? I mean, Aaron Rodgers is – and I argue with a lot of guys on the staff about Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady a lot, actually uh, – but Aaron Rodgers is probably one of the best quarterbacks of our time uh, in a recent, let's just say, eight to ten years that we've been 
watching him uh, since taking over for Favre. But Trubisky, like no different than our young young players here, is is still on is still on the uprise. Um, they give him the right receivers, you know, as and everybody cry the blues that 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 Aaron Rodgers ain't really had the receivers. That's a lie. But I've heard the stories. He never had a running back. Never had this. Blah blah blah. Okay. But I think I think the the captain of the team, which both of them are, make other players better, and they make the other players better by their work ethic, by by their their execution of their passes and execution of plays, or scrambling out of plays and making plays. So they both have that ability. Obviously, we've seen Aaron Rodgers do some crazy stuff in the past. Trubisky's just going to touch that level. I saw him on the field. When he came out to throw the first pitch, he didn't hear me, but I was screaming at him, you come out for sliding practice any day you want to before the season starts. Uh, make sure you stay on the field. And, and a lot of the Bears fans, uh, I stay on the south side, countryside, Burr Ridge area. They are hyped up for these Bears to start up. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, they actually they got, they got a lot of pressure on them, to be honest with you. And they should take that and grasp it by the, by the horn. They got a lot of pressure. Everybody thinks they're going to be good because of what happened last year, just a little kick. Cody Parkey's not around anymore. You know, whoever's going to kick for him, uh, who knows? But we know everybody in, in the Chicago area couldn't kick a 40-yard field goal for the 312 brewery thing down there, downstairs. But uh, it, it, it's, it's not that easy. But uh, I heard it was a little icy out there, though. It was. It was. Okay. But you know what? Let's, 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 let's say Trubisky. Let's say He'll equal, he'll equal runs and passes with 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 Rodgers this year. He's got he got weapons, man. He's got some good weapons. I like the rookie. The rookie running back is really good. Ten and six. I mean, I, I went. I I got to go over their schedule again. But you know, their division that 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 NFC schedule uh, that they work with over there. Ain't the easiest way, but like I said, with their defense, they're going to be in a lot of ball games and have a chance to win them. I, I'll give you, I give you ten and six. Is that that should be enough at least for a wild card, uh, unless you know somebody goes crazy in, in the division. But uh, I got them making the playoffs for sure. Trick, good to see you as always. Appreciate the conversation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, tell the boys to come on out here now. You know, I mean, it's around the corner. What is it, September eighth night? They start on eighth, right? Bears are on the fifth, which is a, was a Thursday with with, the, with Green Bay at home. They win that game. Everyone's going to be talking Super Bowl. After one and zero, that's what this town will do. You know they will. I do, I do. I, I, you know what? I, I'll say Chicago does have one of the better opening days for for uh, football that I've I've seen. You know, uh, obviously being in baseball the whole time. I've been in some cities where I've seen some opening days, but people get hyped up out here for these for these uh, Bears. Man, you can get him a new stadium. I know you redid the stadium, but man, goodness gracious! I mean, you don't like the spaceship on the lakefront? They quit tailgating out there. You can't even tailgate out there anymore. Is that right? Well, I, I, that's partly right, and there, it's a lot smaller. And and that's wrong. At the end of the day, I mean, come on, this is football. Yeah. Is it is it weird to you? I got a quick question for you. Yeah. Is it weird to you that how many seats does that that stadium hold? Sixty-one five. Okay, sixty-one thousand five hundred. Right. How many people are in the in the populated area here in Chicago and surrounding areas? You assume. Let's go with three million. All right, three million. Isn't it weird that everybody knows somebody that has a ticket to the game, and it's only sixty-one thousand people? 
You think people are lying about their seats? I'm just saying, don't you, doesn't everybody know somebody that knows somebody that can get a ticket to the game or got tickets to the game, and it's only 61,000 seats? Tell me, isn't that not true? I just, I just think we're all kind of connected in a little. It's at that seven degrees of Bears ticket separation. In general, though, it's like three million people, but everybody knows somebody how to get into the game or got a ticket. It's just weird. Are you saying that you can't get in? I can get in. I think I know some people I might be able to get in. But that's my point, though. There's so many people with so little seats, but everybody got a hookup. But that's, 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 that's the Chicago way, the windy city. The hookup. Yeah. Hey, no <laughs> all right, good to see you. All right, appreciate it. Thank you. That's White Sox hitting coach Todd Steverson. I think he's looking for a hookup for a Bears tickets. That's what I got out of there. I mean, I can, you know, try to connect him to Hamp, OB, Kaz, one of those guys. They would love to hook up the White Sox hitting coach for, I don't know about the opener. That's a tough ticket. Bears and the Packers are going to be tight on September the 5th. All right, uh, coming on back here, I'm going to wish Darren Jackson a happy birthday on the air and uh, ask him about one thing that Todd said about routine. We'll do that next, White Sox Weekly 720 WGN. I think Darren Jackson might have heard that I'm going to wish him a happy birthday, and now he's dodging me. He may show up at any moment here. DJ had the family in town. He's just a popular guy walking down the hall here, you know? It's hard to get from booth four all the way down to booth one without legions of fans uh, getting in his way. White Sox and Rangers are coming up. We're going to hear from the manager, uh, Ricky Renteria. Uh, before uh, about I don't know about eight minutes from now, we'll we'll check in with Ricky's pregame show, and then after five o'clock today, we will hear from Tim Anderson. I sat with Tim, who was always just uh, awesome to talk to. Huge fan of Tim Anderson, and uh, I'll, I'm going to ask him if he is surprised that uh, he's in three thirty. I mean, what a phenomenal season, right, for Timmy? Um, and who knows if. Uh, Listen, I don't know if this is the top or if it's not the top. He doesn't need to hit 330 to be a great baseball player. But the play he made, if you missed the game last night or if you saw the game, the play he made in the hole last night, backhanding and flipping it across the diamond. And, yes, he's done that before, but it is not easy to do. Now, DJ, walking in here, I, th- I thought he wasn't coming because I said I was going to wish you a happy birthday. But you, you did show up. You're, you're a man of your word, and I appreciate that. Uh, good to see you, by the way. You can't, you can't wish me a happy birthday when it's not my birthday. Uh, well, why can't I be two Today's di- not my birthday. Do, 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 do. It's only two days late. In the, see? In the guy code. Yeah, you said late. It's, it's late. Late. It's, it's late. Doesn't count. Can I get a, you know, we're on the radio so nobody can really see what's going on here, but do, do you see that I'm trying to grow my beard just similar to what you have going on here? Oh, Look, you, no. You got a man's beard right there. That's, I mean, that's I, full and... Sexy. I mean, you look good. Man. Oh no! Now, yeah. now, now we're now we're feeling. I feel so much better. But, the, but I think we have a very similar salt to pepper yeah. complexion here going yeah. on. Yours is. Do you, do you, do you trim that thing down? How do you yeah. do it? Yeah, it's private. I can't share that information. I mean, that's important information. Yeah. I don't know. This is the yeah. first time I've ever done this. I don't know what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. Well, you know, we've got faces for radio. This is very true. All right. <laughs> so t- so White Sox hitting coach Todd Stevenson was on with me, and he said something that made me think. You know, what this would be a perfect topic to bring Darren Jackson over to talk about, which is routine. And young players coming up, how do they figure out what, what exactly they do before a ball game? And then how there's the other side, like, are you overdoing it? And, you know, maybe some days I need this and some days I don't need that. Do you need to do the same thing every single day? And you're a very smart guy. You always were prepared. Thank you. Thank you. No yeah. problem. Yeah. So I'm curious, how did you attack the whole routine thing? Because I think it, it, it seems difficult to me to know exactly what I should be doing every day to be successful. Well... 
you know, obviously any routine is needed for any competition. It's not really that complicated. You better be prepared pregame. You got to have the routine to keep your mind ready every day. But in baseball in particular, the competition changes every day. Okay. So it becomes more of visualization of what that competition is today of that pitcher. Oh, who's pitching today? Let me. So all those factor in how you look out and practice your routine. Because if you're facing somebody like Kyle Hendricks today compared to somebody that throws 105 miles an hour fastball, your, your, your mental approach is different. Your mental routine is now different. But the physical part, yeah, you try to keep that exactly the same every day. But, okay, if a guy throws softer. Uh-huh. Are you going to have the exact same mental and physical routine compared to a guy that throws harder? Because if you do, it doesn't match up. guy throws harder, now my routine's for somebody that throws 87. How are you going to catch up to 104 if a guy's throwing 87? So you got to change a balance or you got to change. No, you got to pull the trigger quicker, so the mental side has to adjust. But the physical side, you can do the same routine every single day. And uh, once the game starts, it's all about how do you adjust to this pitcher. Are you saying that you would – Technology keeps on uh, improving. Would you go into the cage and say, hey, hey, turn that up to 105, 110, whatever. Let me see if I can get my timing down on that. So when I face whatever, if I face Lucas Giolito's throwing 95 plus, that I'm, I'm actually have my timing down. Is that, am I, am I hearing Absolutely. this right? Okay. Now, you know what's funny about that statement is this. When we are facing a certain type of pitcher in particular, we will try and set up the guys that are in the batting order set up a batting practice guy that can at least emulate something similar to the speed where you got him closer or softer. If there's a lefty pitching that day, guess what? The lineup faces left-handed batting practice pitchers. So that changes. Now, the actual routine that what Todd would be talking about, Todd Steverson, the hitting coach, would be how do you go in about hitting off the tee every day, your same routine there? How do you hit in the cage on your soft toss? Those are the things that become the same routine every day. But also, you have to know days where you just don't need to do any of that because the day before and the day before that, you're swinging the bat so good. You feel great. Sometimes doing too much can take you out of your game routine, and you don't need to do any more. It's okay, so you're, you're feeling great. I'm, I, I'm, you know what? I don't, I don't need to overwork myself today. Then you go out and you go over four. Next day you come in. See, I, I, I wasn't successful because I didn't do my routine. Yeah, there could be those that would say that. But I'll give you the example. I, when I left and I went over to Japan to play, yeah. when I, it's a lot of excessive heat and work and everything. And over there, they overwork every single day. I would not take batting practice when I swung the bat well. I'm like, I don't need it today. I feel pretty good. And I would take the same thought process into the game that next day, and it would carry over, carry over, carry over. And you felt good. Now, you didn't do it for a month at a time. You'd do it for two or three days where you just didn't take batting practice, and that's fine. The hitting coach there actually said, I wish you could encourage the other players here to occasionally do that because in that country, that culture would not ever do less work. They do more. Yeah. So it's funny because it depends on where you are and the thought process. So it's all different. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm hearing just a confidence of knowing what, what you need, what you're, where you're at, believing in yourself, all that. I See, I knew you'd be good at this conversation. But I, here's the thing. Yeah. Anytime you talk to a hitting coach – any coach, they're always going to say, you need to stick to your routine because that's what they want for you to do. See, that was the other side of it. I figured, like, you know, like, hey, man, I, I know I'm good. I don't need to do that today. You got to trust your player. I, I'll do this routine because I want to make you happy. Right. I don't want you, right? Right. But, that, but you're not actually, you're doing it for him, not for yourself. That's exactly right. And you know what? There are good hitting coaches that say, take today off, man. I know you've got this. So it's a balance that always goes on. But obviously, you don't want to veer from what works for you in your routine daily. You want to stick with that, but there are times where you literally just go, I don't need it. 
What'd you do for the birthday two days ago? Outside oh. from having your family in town, I saw yeah. it's beautiful to see your daughter on TV. Oh, thank you, thank yeah. you. Yeah, they, um, yeah, they put her on there, left me out, thank goodness. <laughs> but uh, no, just a great day with the family. Nothing uh, particular other than going to breakfast where I wanted to. Twenty-seven, twenty-nine. How old are you? Same age as you. Right there, it is beautiful. Yeah. We're both thirty. Have a great call tonight. Thank you for walking over. I appreciate it. Pleasure, Carm. Thank you. Darren Jackson, White Sox Weekly, seven twenty WGN. It's about time. Thanks again to the two days earlier birthday boy, Darren Jackson, jumping on White Sox Weekly. Mark Carmen with you, guaranteed to rate field. Andy Mazur's got the pregame at 535. White Sox and Rangers coming on up. Sox going for their fifth win in their last six tries. Spend your summer at the ballpark with bleachers and brews. You get one bleacher seat and two beers for $22 all season long. You do have to be 21 and over with a valid ID. Bleachers and Brews, presented by Budweiser. To purchase tickets, visit WhiteSox.com slash brew and enter the promo code brew. Shout out to Ed Farmer, by the way, who brought in some amazing pizza today and a great coffee cake. Better than the coffee cake that I brought in the other day. Yeah, I'm not even going to play around with that one, but I'm going to bring a great one in tomorrow, Farmio. Just know that if you're listening over there. All right, uh, let's hear from Ricky Renteria before the ball game. Um as we get ready for the White Sox and Rangers, here is the skipper. Hi, Yeah. When he makes a play like that, does that kind of show people who see the you know error totals and stuff like that that, that he's really good? Out yeah, he is. He's he's really really good because he gets to balls that most people won't, and then he completes a play like that. Um, he's been doing that quite a bit now for over two years. I think you really tip your cap to him and, and to Joe, who's been you know steadfast working with him, and and for Timmy to you know take it upon himself to want to be the best at what he does. He continues to work very very hard and uh, play like that. I mean it's almost becoming a, a staple type play for him in the whole. When he because he's able to to get to balls that other people can, does that contribute to those number of errors? Do you think sometimes? Always does. Yeah, anybody that can get two more balls than most people can have more chances. Most of those, and some of those plays, <clears throat> at which they're able to extend themselves to make a play, uh, they're not necessarily in the best position possible, but they're still capable of, you know, with the body control, try to execute some plays. So I think overall, the more balls you can get to, the more chances you have, there's a, there's a greater chance of, of increasing uh, errors, but uh, uh, especially at shortstop where he covers a lot of ground. What would it mean for him? I, I think he's you played appearances short of qualifying right now, yeah. but if he ended up winning the batting title, wow. I mean, he's right there with Brantley and uh, LeMayhew. Yes, he is. Now. I know he's uh, a few at-bats short of qualifying right now. We and should make up as the year goes on. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, we, we have plenty of games. I think that uh, I, I don't think about that as much as I'm just appreciating the consistency in which way he's going about doing his business. And because of that consistency and the approaches that he's taking, it will, as a, as a consequence, hopefully, maintain that consistency in terms of the outcomes and give them a chance to do that. That would be a tremendous feat. It's been kind of, I mean, even if the record doesn't exactly end up where you guys want at the end, there yeah. have been a lot of positive steps forward this year. For this oh, yeah. Team. I mean, you saw Mokata, another laser home run with Tim doing overall. Yeah. I mean, there have been some really 
good things that have taken place for this team. Absolutely. There are, there are a lot of good things happening. I think you're starting to see uh, the men that, that we expected that would be uh, high-impact tech guys are starting to show that, that metal, so to speak. I mean, even, even you've seen Cease last night recover after the first inning and kind of settle down and do what he's been doing. Luke is coming around. Lope coming back around. You know, we've had some help from the veteran guys that have been, you know, showing us. Uh, the way in terms of Nova and things of that nature, Alex and all the guys in the bullpen that have been, you know, improving, Bummer, uh, Fry, all of them, and uh, Evan being, you know, coming out of nowhere and kind of showing everybody what he's capable of doing. So we've had we have had a lot of positives. I think we've had some some little stumbles, stumbling in terms of uh, we've had some injuries, and it kind of curtails you a little bit. But as we get them guys all back together, hopefully um, they continue to play well and continue to learn and improve. I think it's just his, his time in. I think his confidence, obviously. Uh, he knows how to maneuver and manage a game. And I think that he's been able to show the calm that that comes with, uh, I think, having the experience out there in different situations. Uh, and he's been a, just a, a good guy for all these guys to just talk to, you know, and, and share their their thoughts and, and their process. Yeah, there we go. Lucas Giolito doing it on and off the field. A little bit of Ricky Renteria before the ball game. Andy may have more of that uh, for you on the pregame show. And Tim Anderson is coming up after 5 o'clock, so we'll hear from Timmy straight ahead. Let's take a quick timeout, get your news at the top of the hour. White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. At the wall, the 380, gone. A three-run homer for Tim Anderson. 3-1 White Sox. Back to White Sox Weekly on 720 WGN. About an hour away from game time tonight. Should be a beautiful night for baseball. Hope you're enjoying, I hate to say it, but I don't know, the end of summer. School is starting back up. It's right here. Football is happening today. Feels a little bit like fall. A beautiful night to come on out to the ballpark for some White Sox baseball. And you can join us on September the 28th for the second Sox crawl of the season. It's presented by Budweiser. You purchase this ticket package for exclusive entry before the Sox take on the Tigers, and then you get to enjoy food and drink specials, play games, win prizes, and more. Limited tickets are available. Get yours today at whitesox.com slash crawl. Excuse me, slash crawl. All right, we got Tim Anderson coming up here in a matter of moments. I talked with uh, Todd Steverson, the White Sox hitting coach, earlier in the program and Todd's a big football fan, and Tim grew up, uh, of course, playing baseball and basketball. Uh, not necessarily a football guy, but, uh, you know, was he a big fan of the Alabama Crimson Tide where he grew up coming up? Uh, Timmy, th- Todd thinks you love the Tide. Is that true? Yeah, for sure. I'm a Tuscaloosa native, Roll Tide, not War Eagle. Uh, but they're going to do what they do, what they usually do. They'll show you. Couldn't you have played for them if you hadn't focused on baseball? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I wasn't big on I wasn't big on football. Uh, but I'm a fan of it, you know. But um, I don't like getting hit, so that it didn't it didn't stick with me. Can we talk about the play in the hole last night? That was sweet. Yeah, man. I, that ain't the first time I did that, man. You know. I know. I do know. But I mean, I just want to give you some love on the play last night. It's one day further. You're in the backhand. I thought that the release was extra quick. Yeah, yeah, man. That's on my practice zone. I practice. You know, I practice that before the game. Uh, 
you come out early, you'll see my work. And, uh, you know, man, we practice those plays, and, you know, it's – and I'm able to do them in the game. You know that I'm out here early watching you. You know I've you know that I've seen you do your work. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We working, working, getting better every day. So, if I, do you look at your numbers? Not for real. Not you know they're not really for me to look at. I think that's more so for you guys and the fans to you know watch. But you know I know they're good though. Okay. So are you surprising yourself at all with 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 uh, how well it's gone this year? Uh, a little bit. But, you know, I put that work in, and uh, I think it's showing. Uh, you know, man, I've been grinding since the off season, man, just trying to continue to get better. And um, I think it's been carrying on throughout the season, man. I'm just, you know, happy and honored and blessed to be in the position that I'm in. We were uh, out on the south side with um, your wife. Uh, at We were honoring the uh, 91-year-old Korean veteran. They were rebuilding the house. And, uh, you know, she had a big smile on her face talking about you and just and you, and you you were doing something in the community today uh i i know this is big for you giving back but i guess i don't know what's what's the next step here is it are, now that you're doing this all the time is it starting to like is it hard for you to balance anything like that oh uh, no man I, you know uh, i just you know as far as do it, do what i choose to you know try not to get you know crowded with doing too much stuff and just you know doing what what really matters and what really you know it sticks in my heart, but uh, I think it's cool, you know, doing stuff in the community. They give a chance for me to, you know, reach out to fans and 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 give them the love and support that they kind of, you know, need, and uh, you know, showing that I'm human. What's the off season look like for Tim Anderson? I know we got five more weeks here to go, but uh, have you thought about how you're going to go about getting ready for 2020? Uh, man, I'm gonna step back, man, and you know, I'm gonna spend some family time. That's you know, that's mostly important. Um, but yeah, man, I'm just you know get a, get away from baseball for a minute, and then uh, you know lock back in and, and and get ready, man, and you know just continue to to progress and and for the most part take care of my body as well. Will you watch the playoffs? Nah, nah, I I, I don't want to watch them. You gonna play in them next year? Uh, that's the plan, man. You know everything's everything's looking good, man. Uh, you know we got a great group of guys, man. It's just you know we got to keep coming together as a team uh you know i can't say yes or no you know i don't want to you know jump the gun but uh that's definitely one of our goals of any of your teammates this year is there one guy that you would shout out right now that has impressed you the most with how far he's come um i'm gonna say Moncada, man you know man heck of a season uh i wouldn't say that you know he's really you know um he was supposed to have this year. You know, all the talent is there. Uh, heck of a player, man, even even better person. So, uh, you know, but he's, he's putting together a good, you know, a good year this year. Do you notice a different level of confidence in him? Yeah, man, he's more comfortable over at third. Uh, you know, and you can see it, man. You can see it, you know, in his swing, man, and everything. that How he go about his business, man, he's, he's definitely locked in. And, uh, you know, man, it's good to play right next to him. Do you think that that was a, a big key for him, moving from second to third, or do you think he – be putting up the same numbers over there. I know nobody really knows, but maybe it took a little bit off his plate as far as just, you know, I don't I don't, I don't know. For him, I think it's more being more comfortable. Uh, I think he's more comfortable at third and whether than second, you know, you're always all over the place. Um, I think at third, you know, he's more, you know, chill and, and, and making his plays and, and can focus a lot more at the plate. And uh, I think it's showing, man. He's He's been doing a heck of a job at third. Who gives you the best love when you're pointing at the dugout after you get a knock? Uh, everybody, man. Everybody. I'm showing love to everybody because, you know, man, that's that's how we celebrate. Uh, last one. I know you got to get in and do your thing here, and you're giving me one more minute than you said, just for the record. Uh, Eloy, you know, he's got that Eloy attitude where he's just 
loving playing baseball, and you you got some of that going on right now too. Uh, you know, what what do you what do you see with the way he, you know, not only you know performs at the plate, but just that that smile on his face. Oh, it, it, enjoying the moment. You know, man, you get to you know you get to go out and play in front of thousands of fans every day. So uh, I think it's only right to enjoy it and smile and uh, you know be happy and with your surroundings. And I think that's something that he's enjoying. It's not a bad gig you got here. No, nah, man, I love my gig. Timmy, great to see you. All right, man, appreciate it. So there we go, Tim Anderson, just a little bit ago. You look at the numbers, he's hitting 332. Now let's compare that to the rest of baseball. Uh, that is actually tied for the best in baseball with Jeff McNeil of the New York Mets and DJ LeMahieu of the New York Yankees. There are three guys in baseball hitting 332. Now, Timmy's been injured, so he doesn't qualify for the batting title, but he will by the end of the year, which is an incredible accomplishment, right? If he wins it or doesn't win it, just to be in the conversation is amazing. But uh, that's how good it is. Best in baseball, tied for it right now. Christian Yelich is at 329. And then you look at Yoan Moncada, tied for, if you include Tim in there, even though he's not eligible with at-bats, Yoan Moncada is, has the sixth-best batting average in all of baseball at 305. I, that is impressive and uh, does I, I don't think personally has been mentioned enough, but that is... Uh, so you got the, you got two guys in the top six on the White Sox in batting average in all of baseball. Pretty good. On base percentage, I mean, that's something that Tim does need to uh, continue to work on. He's, his on base is 354. He doesn't walk a ton. He's only walked uh, 10 times all year long. But I think everybody would take the 332 batting average and a 350 OBP. That's, that's not too bad. Uh, Timmy also, just for the full numbers, he's got 23 doubles. He's got 13 homers. He's got 46 RBIs. And last year, his, his first two real full seasons with the White Sox, he struck out 162 and 149 times. That's a lot, way too many. Uh, this year, he, he's played less games, uh, but he's at 78, and he's played 94 games. So you figure, let's say he plays another, call it 25 games. If he strikes out once a game, that he's going to finish with 105 strikeouts, way down uh, from last year and in only about 20 less games. So it's it's a market improvement as far as putting the ball in play as well. So thank you, Timmy Anderson, for jumping on the show today. We always appreciate it. And a reminder, Family Sundays feature tickets as low as $5 in the upper level, $15 in the lower level, and parking for only $10. Plus, there is special family-focused activities located throughout the ballpark. Family Sundays are proudly presented by Coca-Cola. Grab an ice-cold Coca-Cola and enjoy the game. Visit WhiteSox.com slash Sundays to purchase your tickets today. Quick timeout, White Sox Weekly continuing, and then we'll have the pregame show coming up at the bottom of the hour. It's 720 WGN. White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. I searched far and wide and was able to corral Andy Mazur. What's coming up on the pregame show, Andy Mazur? I was doing my last-minute prep. I was in the uh, the radio booth and uh, hearing some stories, of course, that I need to you know use for, I guess, my own edification. 
just in case it comes up. You don't want to tell them right now? No, I mean, I'll, you know, why would you tune into the pregame show if I, if I told you now? Because you'd tell them even better on the pregame show? Nah, we're no. going we're gonna to save those for a rainy day. Oh, okay, rainy day. Did you, did you, uh, I, I heard that Ed Farmer brought in pizza and coffee cake. I actually know this because I ate both of it. Did you have any? Uh, I did not. I was in there uh, getting ready to uh, to do that when you came running in to, to grab me. Well, I wanted to know what's coming up on the pregame show. What's coming up on the pregame show? Well, we're going to hear from Ricky, of course. Uh, you heard from Ricky already, but we're going to hear some uh, more in depth stuff from Ricky uh-huh. and uh, part of your conversation with Tim Anderson as well. That's see, I just wanted the further promotion. That's, uh-huh. that's why I brought you over. Uh-huh. Here. Thank you so much. What did you think of Lucas Giolito last night? Uh, Lucas Giolito last night, two nights ago, two nights ago. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, right. I, mean, I knew that. what do you think of Dylan Cease last Dylan night? Dylan Cease was impressive. Uh, well, he, it's okay. Uh, he was impressive. I mean, uh, he's growing from, from start to start. You know, he gave up uh, four runs in the first inning in, in Tampa at one game and then really settled in. He gave up the three runs early yesterday, and you're thinking, okay, well, what's he going to do? And he, he, he fought back. 17 of the last 19, he retired. Uh, had a couple of singles mixed in there. And uh, a career high in strikeouts. I mean, th- th- this is what they, you know, what they want to see from him. And, you know, it's not all about the numbers. We've talked about this 100 times. It's not about the numbers. It's about how he progresses from start to start and what he does to, to finish his season. I've asked uh, a couple people this. I'll ask you the same thing. Who do you think has the highest ceiling of anyone in the White Sox rotation that will pitch in it between now and the end of next year? So wow. I'm throwing Kopech in there. I'm throwing Dylan Cease, of course, in there. I'm throwing Lucas Giolito in there. I'm kind of torn because I, I have two guys that uh, that I have in mind. Uh, but I'll, I'll go with the other one just to, for the sake of argument. Okay. I'm going to go with Reynaldo Lopez. I think that this, this kid has a lot of talent, and it's just being starting to – you're just starting to see it because he's getting his mind right. That's the biggest part of it. His stuff is really good. I mean, he if he trusts his stuff and he uses his secondary pitches and perfects those a little bit more, I, I think that the sky is the limit for this kid. He might be a little bit of a late bloomer, and I think that you – know, what you're seeing this year is just uh, starting to, to climb up the stairs, if you will. That was a great off-the-board selection yeah. right there. I, you know, I don't know I, if I agree with it, but yeah, I, I, I like I, what I see from him. You know, and, I, and I know Ricky and, and the staff are, are really impressed with uh, the turnaround he's had from the first half to the second half. And he looks more, and I think he looks even better than he did last year when he had an ERA under four. Yeah, and... The whole, I'm going to just turn it around in the yeah. second half. There's a probably, I don't know, a zillion pitchers who have said that and not a zillion yeah. who have been he's able to. backing it up. So he's backed it up. And there was that one conversation that he had right before uh, the All-Star break. Yeah, I, I, I forget who he was talking with. But he's like, yeah, yeah I talked with, I, I want to say it was Giolito. And, and, and I'm good. I've mm-hmm. got it. Yeah. And. It's, 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 it's pretty that, – that does not happen. Yeah, well, tonight's starting pitcher, Ivan Nova, has really had a good effect on him because uh, he is he's really pushing him. He's challenging him. Uh, they have a little competition going on to see who can stay longer in each of their games, uh, and they, they try to get Ricky to pull him, uh, pull each other. One, you know, if, if, if Giolito's – if uh, Nova's pitching, you'll probably see Lopi going down the, the dugout there telling Ricky that he's done because he doesn't want him to go more innings than he does. So it's a nice little competition that they have going there. And it's it's interesting to see how one guy can have such a positive effect on another, and then you know you consider all the things that, that are going on in that clubhouse. All Lopez has to do is look across the locker room and he sees Giolito and what he's been able to do from the worst ERA in baseball to to an all star. 
Yeah, and there's a lot of guys on this team. Uh, Ronaldo Lopez turned his season around. Yolmer Sanchez yeah. turned his season around. Ivan Nova turned his season around. And and, and, and Ivan Nova, who's yeah. pitching tonight. I, I You know, it was interesting when it was at the trade deadline. I was thinking to myself, you know, I, I would assume the White Sox would be willing to give up Ivan Nova, certainly for the right price. And I don't know if any team in baseball is actually looking at him, but he is clearly somebody that looks like he's going to have a great second half of the season. He's, he's gone on to do that. So, at any rate, all right. Go get ready for pregame. I know you got to go. Go get yourself some dinner, and uh, I'll see you in a, in, a, in a moment, Andy Mazur. Bye bye. This is my dinner right here. Thank, thank yeah, keep an eye on it. Thank, thank you very much. All right, let's take a quick time out, and uh, we'll come back. Wrap up White Sox Weekly. Hand it off to uh, the news and Andy Mazur straight ahead on 720 WG. White Sox and Rangers coming on up here. Mark Carmen with you till the bottom of the hour. We do have one more check of news for you, and one more note. White Sox fans, you can celebrate Hispanic Heritage Night. That's Friday, September the 6th. It's presented by Cerveza Modelo. Always a good choice. There will be Latin music and dancing, special activities, an on-field parade, and a post-game fireworks show, Modelo Especial. Come for the diamonds, stay for the gold. Tickets start as low as $10, and to purchase, you can visit whitesox.com slash n. H-H, Hispanic Heritage Night. That'll be fun. Friday, September the 6th, the day after the Bears beat the Packers to open up the NFL season. All right, let us, let me just give you guys something to think about as we go into tonight's game. Lucas Giolito right now has an ERA of 3.2. He's got 194 strikeouts. He's got a war of 5.3. All right, remember Lucas last year? Numbers-wise, worst pitcher in baseball. 3.2, 194 strikeouts, 14 wins, 5.3 war. Yoan Moncada, remember last year, striking out 200-plus times? Right now, 305, 904 his OPS, and is playing an absolutely and incredible third base, a five-tool guy at third base Tim Anderson backhand in the hole no problem up the middle no problem at the plate hitting 332 332 tied for the best in baseball right those this is these are some big time impressive numbers let's continue with the pitching Ronaldo Lopez turning himself around in the second half ERA well over six in the first half he's cut that in half in the second half a little bit more in the minor leagues how about Nick Madrigal going from single a to double a to triple a and hitting well over 300 right now at triple a and every time I look on the highlights he's shooting the ball the other way he's pulling balls Nick Madrigal is going to be here sooner than later And then there's one guy that I haven't mentioned, and that would be Luis Robert. 29 home runs across the minor leagues where he's dominated at Winston-Salem, and he's dominated at AA Birmingham, and he's crushing it at AAA Charlotte. He has an OPS of over 1,000. 800 is considered good. 850, 900, elite. 1,000 plus? preposterous so this is uh an endless i don't endless is overdoing it but a very long list of guys in the organization 
who are performing at exceedingly high levels, which, just as a reminder, as the White Sox are 10 games better than they were at this point last year at 59 and 69. Still a long way to go. I get it. 59 and 69. But you're talking about talent on the way. You're talking about young guys developing. You're talking about a pitching staff that's going to be a lot healthier next season and more seasoned. I don't know how much longer Dylan Cease will pitch this year, um, maybe into the middle of September, but there's a guy that you're going to have for a full year. Uh, Michael Kopech, all this. So just a lot of good when you really take a, I don't know, call it a 30,000-foot view of what the White Sox have done this year and what the future looks like. And I know people, at least some people, are getting impatient, but when you really look at it, then you got to feel real good where the White Sox are at. All right, coming up, uh, we have Andy's pregame show at about 535. But uh, first, let us get a check of news. Thank yous today to Krista Flores, engineering back at WGN, Dave Zaslowski, our executive producer out at the ballpark. Curtis Koch, executive producer for White Sox Weekly as well. Thank you all for helping out today. And for Tim Anderson jumping on the show, Yolmer Sanchez and Todd Steverson and another busy White Sox Weekly.